But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Good morning and welcome to the Godly Business Podcast. I am your host, Jean-Pierre, and today I am excited and um, feel very, very grateful that God put this in my heart to talk to you guys this morning about. And this subject is about how to protect your business. Now, we can approach this in multiple different angles, but what I want to talk about specifically today when I say, you know, protect your business, I'm not referring to things like insurance and, you know, things like that. What I'm referring to is something that I feel is often neglected or thought of as a last minute um, resource or like a, oops, I probably should get this together. It's like something that is often last in our mind when we start a business. And what I'm talking about is, especially for those of us who are in service business, is a service agreement or a contract. That is one way you can really, really protect yourself is by having a contract, not just having a contract, but having a very detailed contract to protect yourself. So we're going to dive in a little bit more into this subject because of something that occurred uh, in one of my business recently, but also, and I will tell you guys the story of it. But also to keep in mind why this this is something that I encourage all my prospects um, to have. And um, also funny story, which um, I have one of my friends that went through this experience that I hope one day will be on the podcast and we can discuss this subject a little bit more if she feels comfortable with it. But it, it's also revol- it, um, revolving a lack of proper contract in businesses. So why is it important to have a contract when you start, especially a service business? Uh, For three, I will cover three reasons today. The first one, it protects you by laying down the, your services. It makes it clear what you offer, what you don't offer, or at least that's what it should do. Your contract should be clear on, hey, these are my services. This is what you should expect. And this is what you shouldn't expect. The reason why that's important and before you go into a business, you need to, um, or, or before you bark on to getting a client, you need to be clear about that is because these are the areas where you can run into issues with misunderstanding and, um, you know, this is what I thought it was going to be. This is not what I expected and things like that. This is why I say it's important to have a clear laid out contract 
because it protects you. And honestly, it also protects the client, right? Because it holds you uh, accountable to your end of, of the bargain uh, for them. But it also protects you and that someone can come back and say, um, hey, you know what? This this is the services that you said you would do. Um, and then that's not written anywhere on your contract. The other thing I also recommend is to always go over your contract with your customers um, or prospect so that they can understand they can understand it and not like, oh, I sent you the contract, review it and sign it. Most of the time they just sign the contract and don't review it. And so what I recommend doing, and this is something I do, is okay, I sent you the contract, you reviewed and sign it. Before we go into business, <clears throat> pardon me, I go over the contract with you, right? And I'm like, hey, um, so do you have any questions? These this this is my expectation, this is what you should expect, this is you know the cost, all of that, all of those things, terms and condition, cancellation policy, all of those. This is what you should expect. And is this okay with you? And if it's not, to explain it and make sure everybody's on the same page. So the first thing is, is having a contract and making sure your services are clear in the contract. That's one. The second reason why I feel like a contract is needed um, is to have... it. it a contract also protects you from, um, like I said, not just misunderstanding, but also like a, a proper way to um, leave, uh, I, I guess, dissolve the relationship is, <laughs> is a better word I'm trying to find. Um, what does that mean? It's pretty much your cancellation policy, right? Or your... Um, Saying like, hey, if these terms are not met, if these terms are not, do not come um, or you don't meet these uh, steps or whatever, then therefore I'm not obligated to do X, Y, Z. For example, like let's say um, you had an agreement that you're going to do A as long as and if party, you know, B does B, right? So if they don't do their part, you can't finish your part. And if they don't do their part, therefore the contract, you you know, is voided because they're not doing their part, right? So that's something that I think is another aspect of that contract protects you from because then you'll have people who will try to, you know, try to skim pretty much is, is where I'm going with that. And the reason why you, you want to make clear your cancellation and regulation and terms and things like that is because you want to protect yourself. People will try to find ways to say, oh, I didn't understand, or um, this was not explained to me, and blah, 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 blah. This is why you need to have those the contracts. Now, doesn't mean that because you have a contract, people are not still going to try you, right? <laughs> but at least 
you have an agreement that this person agreed to something that God forbid you have to go through through court or something that at least you have something that says, hey, this was the agreement that we came with prior to going into this exchange, um, you know, and things like that. So I'm going to tell you guys the very interesting story that occurred um, to, to me and my um, short-term rental business uh, through um, Airbnb. So as I said, I have uh, one of my businesses is a short-term rental. Um, I post on multiple platforms, not just Airbnb, you know, VRBO and the likes, right? And um, lately there has been, not just for Airbnb, but there's been a lot of like TikTok videos on how to pretty much get out, um, get things for free from businesses, right? How to, um, some of them are helpful and like telling you, hey, these are some terms and conditions uh, and fine prints um, that you need to know your rights. For example, like with airports and things like that um, and protection that may be provided through your American Express card and all those different things. So I've seen TikToks like that. That was like, oh, interesting. I didn't know that. But I've also seen TikToks as like, oh, this is how you can get, um, you know, free food, for example, through DoorDash and not have to pay for the services and things like that. Not realizing that, I'm sure they realize it, honestly, but it's like, it's hurting small businesses and this is not okay, right? And people are actually going online and finding ways to, you know, pretty much get free stuff at the expense of the business owner. So long story short, this person booked and um, claimed that they did not feel safe in the property because they kept hearing noises and blah, 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 right? So they claimed they were not safe. So of course, we gave them options to switch them to different units, like, um, you know, do everything that we can as host to um, let them know that it is safe. But of course, I can't control how you feel, right? So if you're not safe and you you need to go, then go. At the end of the day, um, this was a young woman um, and she felt like she wasn't safe. So go ahead and cancel, right? You would think that for me and, and speaking as, uh, uh, as a female, if I go into a place where I do not feel safe, where I feel like I have to call 911 because I feel like someone's is entering my my um, unit, you better believe I'm going to buck out of there. Like I'm not staying, right? Because I feel unsafe. So this is what this young woman claimed is that she felt unsafe. Well, lo and behold, of course, she goes through um, Airbnb through do cancellation. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, they want a refund. I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, we'll refund them for the stays that they were not there for. Well, she was arguing to get a full refund, right? Because she booked for like three weeks and she wanted to get a full refund, even though she stayed um, in the unit for over a week, guys. So here's what I want you to think about. Again, put yourself in this situation. You are a single female, right? Uh, uh, It was two young women, but you are a female, young female staying in a unit that you feel unsafe day one. To me, 
that tells me if I'm unsafe, I'm going to cancel my policy, my, my, my reservation day one and leave, not stay <laughs> for five days and then cancel my policy and want a full refund. So of course we had to go back and forth with Airbnb and all of that. But the reason why I'm bringing this story up is that the person at Airbnb was like, well, you know, per our policy, um, they are entitled to a full refund. And they, that's what they said. So I said, okay, well, send me this policy for me to review it because I don't see how this is fair for someone to stay at my home for over, you know, five days. And that's okay, right? <laughs> for, for them to get a full refund. So guess what? When they sell me that when they sent me the terms and conditions of that, um, that's not what the rules were. The rules were very specific that they had a certain time frame that they had to cancel um, and call and claim, you know, safety reason as their reasoning for them to cancel. And so that time lapse, they were way past that time slot um, to, to claim that. So even Airbnb's own people who are claiming their policies, right, weren't adhering to their own policy. And it's like, um, I can read, right? So we had to go back and let them know like, hey, um, this is what your terms are. So based on the same policy that you are claiming, right, this doesn't apply. So long story short, this person, because they were scamming, right, they have used the TikTok videos to try to scam. I guess they didn't read the full thing. Not only did they, they cancel, but then refused to leave. But that's a whole different conversation, right? So obviously they were scamming. But I bring this up to, to point out the fact that you have to understand both your terms and conditions and how it can benefit you as the um, as the owner, but also how it can be used against you. So those are things that you have to keep in mind when you are building your contract. And they are very important um, aspect of your business to protect your business, A, from from similar situation like this, right? Skimmers. Um, and this gets you what's Airbnb's policy to protect their customers and also in a way um, us because with because of that same contract we are we were able to to show that hey per your own policy this is not okay right so it's important to have clear um, policies and when the policy you know um, don't make it vague is what I'm saying um, I have reviewed um certain business contracts for people and while i'm not an attorney right i'm i'm not a, an attorney there are certain things that just for the protection of your business you need to be aware of one of the um things that i i help people is in structuring their business through my consultation business um, called better sales women is help them to structure their contract. And that's one of the things that you need to be very, very detailed. And it's something that you have to really understand your business, which sometimes is hard to do if you first are starting your business, right? This is your first time launching this business. So therefore you're not sure 
you know, what to include in, in your business. I mean, in your contract, because, Hey, you've never done this before, right? You don't know what to, to expect. So I'm going to, um, give you guys, um, a couple of things that you need to take into account when you are building your contract for, for your own peace of mind. And I would recommend having it be reviewed by an attorney, uh, for, you know, your, your own peace of mind. Keep in mind that you need to understand your business when you doing your contract. That's the first thing you have to understand your business because in understanding your, your, the business that you're going into, you'll have a better idea of what would make sense and what wouldn't make sense. Right. So that obviously you're making like a coaching business like mine would have certain languages that if you have a, um, you know, pressure washing business, you know, that obviously wouldn't apply. Right. But the concept is the same is the first thing that you have to understand and, um, is the service that you offer. Make it clear on your contract, what the terms of the services are, right? What is it that you, um, what is it that you offer, what your, um, offer includes and what it doesn't include. Now that's different than the, than the package, right? So maybe you have a business that has three different packages and, um, this package A has, you know, the basic, then you have your middle package and then you have your premium package and blah, blah, blah. Great. On your contract though, it needs to say what, um, something along those lines of like what's not included so that people don't assume something is when it's not. Um, so what I would put on the contract is what your services are, like, especially if you have different packages, um, to refer back to the packages, um, and then just let them know like what is not included in, in those things just so people can, how do I put this? It's like covering your, your, your assets <laughs> is the best, the best way I could put it. Um, so there's no gray areas, right? Um, the second thing is, um, we kind of talked about it and these are not in order, right? This is not in order of how it needs to be in your contract. This is just something that you, I want you to, to keep in mind, um, is to, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, what, what was it? All right. So yeah, have, have your services be clear cancellation policy. Thank you. Mine, um, is to have a clear cancellation policy or refund policy. If things doesn't work out, what the, you know, what the, how you going to navigate that situation to, to get to where you, you want that will be mutually beneficial for, for each party. But at the end of the day is that like, what is it? Um, what will happen if things doesn't work out and you have to, to, you know, dissolve the relationship. Um, so that's that. The other thing that, um, you should include is if the relationship is dissolved, um, how, the, the cancellation and refund and stuff like that. But if there is 
uh, um, something like you, you getting sued, right? That's something I didn't even think about until after I wrote my contract and reviewed with the, with my attorney is where like a, a pre-litigation language. And I'm sorry, I'm like <laughs> blinking for some reason in this thing, but it's a pre-litigation language as in like, if, um, if you are to get sued, right. Unfortunately, that is the reality of where we live. You know, people like to sue people, people like to find reason to sue people. So like if, um, if you were, if someone were to sue you, right. How does that work? Do you want to have a pre-litigation, um, language and also like choosing your courts like that's something I never thought about right like if let's say one of my clients is in California and I'm in Florida like which court will have um you know pretty much jurisdiction over the case right so Florida will be and I'm gonna pick um the county that makes sense for me most likely is the county I'm in or another county that may be more favorable to um, the laws that will protect my business. That is a lot to think about. And um, this is also why I say try to see if you can get an attorney to review um, your contract when you make it because it is something that will protect you on the long run. And I know um, as new businesses, it may be like, hey, do I really want to invest the money on this aspect of, of my contract and things like that? I would say it's money well spent to protect you. It's like insurance, right? <laughs> um, it's good to have and never have to use it, but you would hate to have to use it and not have it. So that's why I say that part of your contract, you definitely want to make sure like the language allows to protect you and is in favor of you. Um, you know, when, when you, when you're doing that, um, you know, the other thing to maybe consider is like payment terms, you know, how are you going to get paid? I feel like a lot of times for, um, some of the prospects I speak to, they don't have a follow-up for their payments. There's no, okay. Um, are we, are you paying me beforehand are you paying after the service? Is there a deposit? Is there a refund for the deposit? Is there no refund? Is there a time lapse between when you put the deposit where the work is supposed to start? Um, is there a policy where um, if I am, if you're canceling within a certain time frame that you do get a refund, but you don't get a refund if you, all of those things, pay, payments. Is there a late fee? Is there not a late fee? Those things need to also be ironed out in your contract so that you you know how this works. Um, I remember when I used to, um, I had a, I had a tenant. It was my our first first ever tenant, like first person who signed a contract. And while this lady was interesting to say the least. Um, it was a valuable experience. Um, we ended up having to, um, get her out and almost having to think, thankfully she left before we had to, you know, go through court and eviction and all of that. 
But I'm so glad that we went through that experience because it taught me so much. So we had a, obviously a lease agreement. This is like, you know, our first rental. We don't know any better. <laughs> um, we have a lease agreement with this lady. And um, for a payment, you know, we just said, um, it was one of those generic things. Like we just said, when the payment is due, who to make the payment payable to late fees and things like that. That was it. And this lady who would pay, um, we did have like, uh, you know, if your check bounce, this is the fee and things like that. And what the late fees are, but this lady would pay in cash and just put it in our mailbox. And I'm like, uh, yo, what if somebody took this money? Right? Because one, it's not safe to just put cash in somebody's mailbox because, you know, it's a mailbox. Anybody could open it and, and grab it. And the other thing is, I'm like, what if um, someone took it? Now, I don't have the rent money. You're saying you paid you pay the rent, right? But I don't have it. So you still owe me rent, even though you just put the money in there. As long as I don't have it, I don't have it, right? So things like that, that really made me think, okay, I need to be specific on how I accept my funds, right? I need checks, money order. Now, obviously we don't deal with that. We, we learned, <laughs> right? Um, online payments only. Um, but that was a very valuable, valuable lesson. So how do you accept payment? You know, do you have a link that they have to go through? Um, is it Zelle? Is it Cash App? And when, from when you send the invoice, do they have to, to, um, how long do they have to, process the payment from when they receive the invoice. So all of those aspects are things that um, I think needs to be ironed out um, for most people in their contracts um, to protect yourself, you know, from a multitude of issues that can transpire when you are doing business, especially for service um, type businesses. So these are the things I wanted to, to keep in mind. Of course, there's more, there's so much more things that you have to consider in your contract, but those are the, the three big things for me that I feel like are often neglected um, when people start doing businesses and, you know, they just start and then run into those issues and then trying to then go back to fix them. So I would advise go you know, as soon as you start your business, think of those things. Think of having a contract, naming your terms and conditions, cancellation policy, refund policy, how you accept your payment, late fees, go over the contract with people. So there's no confusion of what the expectation are, your responsibility, their responsibility, just to make sure that you're protected. Because those are things that we may not think about that we need protection from and it is wise to just go ahead of time um, and come with the things in mind. And that's why I read that verse um, this morning is, you know, how we ask God to protect us and in our everyday life and the decision making that we we have to make. We, we ask him to, to protect us. And I, I believe he'll give us wisdom on how to do that. And I believe a contract is one way in order for you to to make sure that you are protected because you have an agreement that is, you know, signed between both parties. So I hope you found this um, podcast helpful. Sorry, I kept drawing a blank um, so many times. 
couldn't think of the terms, but I hope this was um, helpful. I pray that the Lord will keep you, teach you, counsel you, and um, navigate you as you go through your business. I pray that you will have success in your business. Um, I pray that you will have a peace that surpasses all understanding when it comes to navigating some of the challenges that you face in your business. Um, And that next year rolls around, you are ready to go and um, have your contract ready. So if there are um, questions or something that you would like me to expand on on this subject, please send me a voice note. I would love to hear from you. Um, send me a comment um, and then we'll go from there. Well, I will. That's it for today. I will talk to you guys next week. God bless.